0: warning this podcast may contain explicit content listener discretion is advised welcome back to the noisemaker podcast where we interview bands that you may have never found anywhere else we are your number one spot for discovering all new music get to know artists understand what drives them and hear from some of their top tracks join me your host rocky farenberg as we give rise to the underground world of music and set out to do what so many others have failed to be a staple for the independent musician now let's make some noise
1: See it all just fine Just language through the eyes Oh yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know where we're going I just know where we've been But baby you don't want to hide no more I believe we reached the end I don't know where we're going I just knew where we've been But baby, you don't want the I no more I believe we reached the end mm-hmm. Tell me what's on your mind The words of regret I just know where we've been. But baby, you don't want the eye no more. I believe we reach the end. I don't know where we're going. I just know where we've been. But baby, you don't want the eye no more. I believe we reach the end. I don't know where we're going. Just know where we've been. But baby, you don't want the island no more. I believe we reached the end. Baby, I believe we reached the end. Oh, yeah, I believe we reached the end. Oh, yeah, I believe we reached the end.
0: everyone, welcome back. This is episode number 64 of the Noisemaker Podcast. If this is your first time joining us, welcome. If you're returning, then thank you. If you like what we're doing here, please like, subscribe, and rate us with a 5-star review. We are on all your favorite streaming platforms like iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at NoisemakerPod. This is the Noisemaker Podcast, where we help you with that horrible problem that we all face where to find new and original music. All right, so this next artist is a guy who does something that I think is extraordinary. He plays in his band, but he also does a lot of uh, solo stuff as well. And being that the project is his name, the Bryant C. Project, I mean, that's to be expected. But it always is something that I value because I'm not a vocalist. And so I would love to go out there and be able to perform with or without a band and this guy has one of those one of those opportunities, and so it's it's very 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 cool. And uh, my you know hat always goes off to, to these people because you know you could basically be a one man band at this point rather than having to rely on other people. Like if I want to go play a show, I have to find somebody to go out and sing with me, or if I found a group of masochists who wouldn't mind me torturing them with my wretched singing. Anyways, kick back, relax, <clears throat> and enjoy my interview with Bryant from the Bryant C. Project. All right, so I'm here with Bryant from the Bryant C. Project, and uh, we did we did pronounce that right, the Bryant C. Project, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks All right. for having me. How are you doing today, Bryant? Oh, good. And yourself? Oh, I'm doing pretty well. Just, uh, it's my, uh. It's it's my first day of my three day weekend. So I work at five and three. So every time every uh-huh. weekend I get, so I never like whenever you're so technically it's my Saturday, but maybe okay. I get like two okay. Saturdays and then a Sunday or something. It's this weird. <laughs> it's this weird hey, shift. It's not bad. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: so okay, yeah, I I'm figured fine.
0: I'd get on here and uh, and uh, go ahead and rack up a few more of these uh, these interviews because with this with this weird shift um, mm-hmm. that I'm running. It's it, mm-hmm. whenever I was doing this with my old job, I had weekends off, so I always recorded on the weekends. But now that I have this, sometimes I have my three days off in the middle of the week and stuff, and so it's oh. it's I, I just try to block interview and then and then I like go uh, MIA for a while and then I, mm-hmm. and I and I just edit all those out and then I come back and have to do it again, you know.
2: okay i see what you're saying it's kind of like a cycle that's that's sounds. like it works though yeah well
0: well that was part of the reason why i went on a hiatus for a while because it was just it was really hard to crank out you know this stuff consistently and i'm sure Mm -hmm. you know just as well as i do trying to uh work with musicians is like trying to herd cats you know (laughs) yeah it it, it has its good and bad days that's for sure (laughs) all right so let's jump in so the first thing that i like to do is i like to find out kind of who who the band is and and kind of what instruments people play, you know, what they do for mm-hmm. the band, and uh, I've watched some videos of you and I've seen you perform solo. Um, obviously, yeah. you've had some other people that work with you, so kind of uh-huh. maybe break that down about you know kind of where the where the project is at now and, at and, and right now, kind of where it's been before, and kind of who it, are the people that kind of make up this project.
2: Yeah, I'd be glad to. Um, well, I started um when I was recording my first album in the studio, with a guy named Donnie here in Winchester, Kentucky, you know, I was thinking, man, you know, we got all this music, man, I wish I could go out and play, and he said, well, why can't you? And I, You know, I told him I haven't put a band together yet, so at the time, this was back in about 2011, 2012, he told me, you know, we'll just put you a backing track together, and pretty much, in the, with the studio cuts, we just took out some of the guitar, and he took out the vocals, and I started doing shows at that time with the back and track and you know it was it was going really good and everything it was playing around here in Kentucky um, at Cleveland Music Fest up in Ohio and you know different places and eventually I started on uh, I started working on my second album uh, called Pay the Price. Uh, with this guy, uh, Freddie Hanchu. Uh Actually, I'm working with him again now on something, but uh, he's got something going called Jet Lane Productions. Back then it was Jet Lane Records. But uh, around that time, this was, take it up to 2013, 2014, I did start putting out some ads just to see, you know, put up an ad for a bass player. and yeah, a drummer, yeah. and, You know, that was going pretty cool. And I ended up um, bringing on this guy, Wayne Howard, and Went through a couple drummers, but this guy, um John called him the Tapper Walker, he came on and we did we played out for a while. They they learned a lot of the material. You know, we played different places and uh, here in Kentucky, Ohio, and you know, festivals and stuff like that. And you know, we uh, I brought him in the studio a little bit and s- recorded a few songs. On uh, actually they're on um, bass and drums on that song, on a song called Tell You Why. You can hear all that at the BryantCProject.net, but um, you know we did that for a while, but then you know certain sometimes things you know creep in a little bit, and you know certain members start having little issues with certain things going on in their lives, and this is you know fast forward up to about 2017, and when I started noticing that, I didn't want it to affect everything that's already been built and happened, so I just started um at that point i started doing some solo shows just kind of guitar and vocals which i liked and was it was cool but after that uh i went and um brought the backing track back Hello. and uh i went and brought the backing track back and you know started doing that a little bit more and i kind of started mixing it up during shows with that after i started you know doing some of the tracks with the backing track but then doing some of them, you know, pausing it and without it just guitar and vocals, I learned, you know, which ones, you know, if a track was maybe a little more full in guitar, you might do that just guitar and vocals. But yeah. if another one had like a, you know, kind of a hip hop beat or something like Sugar Baby or My Life Story, that might be one to do with the backing track. And it, it gave the show, it gives the show a nice, you know, dynamics and uh, lets me switch it up and everything like that. So that's um. Uh, where it's gone. As far as that now, as far as the actual project, I write and perform the, you know, guitar and vocals and write the music. So those guys are the ones that's been involved over time. And then aside from that, you know, just certain people that I've worked with to record, like, uh, I mentioned on uh, jet lane productions with Freddie handshoe, uh, did some recording with a guy on uh, Josh Watson. He had something going a while back called spectrum entertainment. Um, did a couple tracks with uh, Fire Entertainment, uh, guy Lonzo Morton uh, there, and uh, let will see, and that that really covers as far as uh, people that's been involved, you know, mainly just uh, previous band members or people I might record with, and so on.
0: Yeah, well, what about the name? So it, obviously, Bryant C is is based off of uh, your name, but you know what? Yeah. Why not? Why not just Bryant C? What what? What's the project? Was that just to kind of incorporate you know anybody who you might have in the future and not have it just be like this one specific you know solo artist kind of thing? Or or you know why the choice for the project over solo artists, especially if your initial recordings were you know mm-hmm. kind of more centered around you as an individual versus an actual project
2: really may i think because it was a it was a, a project for myself more so i mean you could kind of <laughs> say that part with the people coming in and out but i knew it was going to be a a very um because I, I got a diverse style of um music and yeah. a diverse influence so i knew it was going to be like you know some of the stuff's going to be like um band composition some of the stuff might be over beats and some of the stuff you know might just be like more singer-songwriter style. So it was going to be more of like a personal project as well, something of mine that I put together, a project that I put together. So I settled with that. I went with that name, on The Brian C. Project, with it.
0: Great. Well, the song we heard at the top of the show was called A Face of a Thousand Words. You kind of want to give us the rundown on uh, what that song's about?
2: (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. That uh, that song I actually was – I released it back in 2012. It was my first single and the first song I did a music video to. But uh, I wrote it about a, well, you could say about a long distance relationship, uh, really about someone that I had never met. And that kind of hinting with the name, you know, you can put a lot of words to a face that you never knew just based on, you know, the way, the way things went, knowing the person and everything. And, uh, we did a really cool music video for that. I had uh, a friend of mine involved in it. Her name's Shelby Gordon. And uh, we shot it in Lexington, Kentucky actually, and released it back in 2013. And, uh, okay. And, uh, but yeah, we were doing that. Uh, we went and did that song and, uh, it really, uh, I was really happy with the guy that, uh, shot the video as well. His name is Zach. And, uh, he did a really, you know, good job with it and everything. And, uh, You know, it came out great. Uh, A lot of good reactions with it. And uh, it's still a a fan favorite to this day that I enjoy playing for people. And it's actually uh, one of them that, you know, sometimes I do with the back and track, but it also works good without it. Uh, I did a recent uh, radio interview with uh, WRFL uh, out of Lexington, Kentucky. Actually, they're the uh, radio station for UK. And um, I did that solo performance at that uh radio appearance back in may and i don't know that song always seems to hold a certain spot with people so it's one that you know i always like to you know probably will always keep in the set definitely you know i love playing it with the band <laughs> yeah you know i love playing it solo it's cool playing with the backing track because i'll switch the leads up and everything and it um i guess it was one that was meant to be but it's funny because the that guitar riff before i had moved to kentucky when i was still in maryland I was going to, before I even started the Brian C project, I was going to try out being a guitar player for this girl named, I think her name was Lauren London, and she had a, I think a song called Strange Days, and I was, I had her demo and I was writing guitar stuff to it, and that was actually a guitar riff I came up with originally for one of her songs, and then when I found out I was going to move out here, that riff always stuck with me, it. and yeah, I liked yeah, it. it. I was like, "I'm gonna keep this <laughs> yeah, one." This mine. <laughs> yeah, so I just I wrote the song around it, and you know, we gave it that bluesy vibe, and uh, added the leads all throughout it, and you know, uh, it was. I think I finished it around the time that that long distance relationship stopped. Hence the, you know, the ending. I believe we have reached the end. Yeah, but uh, you know, it all it all came out really good though. That's um, uh, that's one I'm glad we got to talk about.
0: Well, the next song we're going to hear is called No Gamble. Let's do the same thing. Kind of give us a breakdown on what uh, No Gamble is about.
2: Oh, yeah, most definitely. Now, No Gamble, I started writing uh, after I finished up uh, my first album, which Face of a Thousand Words was on. Uh, I started uh, working on an EP, a follow-up to my self-titled album. The EP was called Pay the Price. And, you know, that was a real... That riff had a real kind of groove to it, uh, had a heavy vibe that I like. And uh, I don't know, it just it stuck with me. But then when I started writing the lyrics, it was really influenced by the addictions and things that people go through. Because around the time, a couple years prior, I had uh, I'd lost a friend. He overdosed. Oh, that's, I'm
0: sorry to hear that. All,
2: Yes, thanks, man. Yeah, his name was uh, Dwayne Bizet And, you know, he overdosed. And I always thought, man, you can't take your life for no gamble. And, you know, I started writing the lyrics when I was like, I never never did see you like that, never did like your ways. I was kind of talking about as if I was talking to, to the drug itself. And, you know cool. what I'm saying, don't let it take you down and so on. And, you know, I tried that, that solo. I really enjoyed my buddy Freddie at Jet Lane. He's like, man, I'm going to plug you into this Marshall stack dual super leads and so <laughs> on. And, you know, all these echoes and effects were coming out of it when I was doing it. And I just I was already digging the feel so much from the solo. And I tried to, you know, emphasize that emotion as much as I could in the solo. And, you know, at the, at the end of that song, when I say uh, when you spoke to me in my dreams that night, that the night that I came home, I heard that he was in the hospital, and you know, I, was, I figured he was going to pull through and was going to go up there and see him that next day. And I got a call a couple hours later, and they just said, You know, he's gone, he didn't make it. And I was like, You know, obviously pretty tore up about it, and yeah, high school buddies and everything. But I went back to sleep, and I had a dream. And in my dream, me and him were walking down the street, like in the town we lived at, and all I remember is he said, He's like, tell everybody I'm sorry. And then, you know, just I woke up. And I'll never forget that. It was just weird. So that's that's why I say at the end of that track, you know, when you spoke to me in my dreams that night, the track was influenced by his death. And I just wanted to put that at the end because he really did speak to me in my dreams that night. So I wanted to make it real personal. And it's one that's always uh, stood out there to people. Another one that I've always on. Uh, up in the set list and people have always seen the like and you know, grab grab towards too. So uh, that's definitely the story behind no gamble. And there's also we did a music video for that as well. We shot it in Louisville, Kentucky. Um you can check that out at the bryantcproject.net C Project.net as well.
0: Yeah, that's that's an amazing story, man. That's a good story for a song. So nice man. This is gonna be the Bryant C project No Gamble.
1: Come crawling right back. Bump yourself up behind the way. Toss and turn and go looking for you. Slowly blind needing help for sure. The only thing that I've got for you. Lost loss don't want to lose no more. Don't let it take you down. Oh no.
3: I can't take you life from the world.
1: You can drown while you drown Oh, no You don't know want to taste You gotta go running the hard way Find a mirror and look in your eyes The one thing you're chasing so hard right now Might be your demise Don't look back, look straight forward Do you see me changing your life? All I know is that it hit me it Spoke to me in my dreams at night Don't let it take you down Oh, no. You can't take your life and let go You can drown while you drown Oh no You want to go and taste it Don't let it take you down While you drown
0: Do you play guitar like me? Hey y'all, this is Rocky Fernberg from the Noisemaker Podcast, and I wanted to tell you all about Warming Guitars. We all know that tone is the soul of the guitar, and pickups create that perfect sound. Still, the price of pickups can really break the bank. These guys at Warman Guitars crank out some rad pickups at an affordable price. I have been a boutique pickups guy my whole life. However, I find that the tone I pull out of Warman's pickups is comparable to top manufacturers without the outrageous markup. I endorse Warman Guitars as a common sense alternative to pickups, and right now, Warman Guitars is offering exclusively to my listeners. 20% off. That's right. When you go to warmingguitars.co.uk and enter Noisemaker 20 at checkout, you'll receive 20% off your purchase. These pickups are already ridiculously affordable, and yet, Warman wants to offer the listeners of the Noisemaker podcast an additional 20% off by entering Noisemaker 20 at checkout. So take a minute and visit my friends over at warmingguitars.co.uk and pick up your 20% off. When you use Noisemaker Twenty at checkout, Warming Guitars, A New Heritage. All right, welcome back. We're still sitting here with uh, Bryant from the Bryant C Project. So. Uh, let's kind of jump into this uh, next set of questions here. Um, mm-hmm. So I saw the term rock and, r- rock and soul, and I mm-hmm. uh, I absolutely loved uh, the play on, uh, on rock and roll. I was really, really clever, uh, really enjoyed seeing something a little bit new that had an interesting feel. Um, mm-hmm. I think that you combine soul really well with uh, the rock music. Uh, mm-hmm. But still, I kind of want to hear your idea behind what, rock and soul actually means
2: well uh, it it kind of came up at at practice one day um my old bass player is he kind of tuned in to something i was feeling because i i'd always wanted to like on the first album you know it's a it was real diverse more diverse than my second album um brian c project pay the price was more of a like I guess a bluesy grungy type album, but the, the first album I think defines the Brian C project a little bit more with how diverse it is. It's got some, uh, kind of you know classic rock sound and stuff just some you know rocking stuff with some soul in it a little funk mixed in uh some blues a little bit of r&b uh a track called live your fears with like a beat and a little bit of rapping over it and everything and some guitars over it. and i kind of i really did that for my third album too, the brian c project too i wanted to you know capture that again and you know it it had its dynamics with that and my bass player one day was like it's like or someone told him or something that rock and soul started coming up and i was like yeah we're gonna yeah, we're gonna use that i like that and you know it it just fit and the fans liked it and it uh you know i don't know you know bringing that term back up it, it might be the name of a you know future album coming out you never know that's a good it, album
0: name i dig it man it, it, it stuck yeah, out that, to me when i was doing research i was like i like that so yeah it
2: kind of it kind of uh I don't know, it just popped in my head just now as far as maybe a name one day, but yeah, that's that's where it came from, just, you know, having that, that rock vibe, but it's got some soul to it too, and, you know, a, a big influence of someone that I think, you know, really started the whole rock and soul thing was like, you know, Jimi Hendrix back, you know, back in the day, especially, you know, when he did like Band of Gypsies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. That's a, big influence and stuff like that, and, you know, just just pulling those genres together and, you know, kind of twining them into one, and uh, that's really where it came from.
0: Well, I mean, sticking on uh, stuff that I pulled out of your uh, bio, one, one of the things that I saw that I thought was would be kind of interesting to chat a little bit about was uh, it was a, mm-hmm. quote, Uh, Bryant has his pick and pin on the pulse of what's going on in the world right now. And I thought that was kind of uh, interesting. I mean, a lot of people that are songwriters like to be um, conscientious about what's going on. And I mean, we obviously live in a pretty uh, wild time right now. That we do. Um, What are some of the key things going on in the world today? I mean, according to you, and, and what do you think some of the driving factors are behind some of these crazy things out there?
2: I mean, really, you know, just like, For example, at the time when I was uh, writing, can't take it. That was around the time that part of that bio was done. He took from that, but you know, with the you know the school shootings going on at the time, and you know now you got these like um, unnecessary hate crimes that go on, or just you know people with senseless violence and stuff. It's just you know, unfortunately, it's always something to to write about. But I think it should be spoken on to give you know. Let people think about it as well. It's not all I write about, but I like to touch on, you know, what's going on and everything, you know, along with personal things, too. But just, you know, I mean, in the Can't Take It video, there was a lot of B-roll footage of like television and news. And I think, you know, sometimes they fuel a lot of that and get some of that stuff stirred up in ways that it's actually not being you know and may, maybe get perceived but from people in different ways than what it really is but you know sometimes the media really fuels a lot of that stuff up too and you know it just gets a big ball of confusion going for people <laughs> and sometimes that stuff's used as a distraction too you never know like yeah. some stuff that's really going on in the world and they don't want maybe people to think about and and, and tune in on so it's just like you know why well, i mention it
0: I just saw a meme on Facebook. It said, uh, uh, and I, you see these all the time with, with whenever these different issues are popping up. But it says, uh, notice mm-hmm. how it said something like, notice how you're not hearing anything about the um, uh, Hong Kong. Uh, 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 the Hong Kong protesters now that the coronavirus is uh, is going on or something like that, and I was like, yeah, oh yeah, that's true. pretty interesting. Like everybody just seemed to drop off the face of the earth about that, you know? <laughs> yeah,
2: and I mean, it's it's true. That's what they do, and it's like it's it's strange, but it's like it also seems like
0: it's all like planned out. It's weird. Yeah, it's it's weird how it, it almost seems like it'd be too much of a coincidence. <laughs>
2: exactly. You know, it makes you wonder. You know, it's, you know. It's, we just got to stay woke out here and, you know, stay focused on what's going on and, you know, look into stuff for ourselves as well and not just, you know, believe what we hear. But at the same time, I do. You know, I know a lot of people say they don't like to watch the news because it's depressing. I agree. It can be that way. But at the <laughs> same time, I'm like, I got to know what's going on out here, too. So I, I just, you know, I'll tune in yeah, like my, right now, though. My wife always to wants to know whether.
0: My wife always wants to know why I I indulge in in news and why I indulge in politics and stuff. And she's like, Mm -hmm. it's always so depressing and it's always just nothing but negativity. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, I mean, I I mean, other than that, you just be an ostrich and stick your head in the dirt. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like it's kind of, you know, if you're going to if you're going to know about this stuff, you have to be able to, you know, stomach the the negativity that's there. You know,
2: that's true. I mean, I, I guess that's just like, you know. If you want to be a doctor, you got to be able to get down with the blood and guts and everything. So, if, yeah, if you want to, you know, you got to be able to take what's coming. But, yeah, I couldn't agree with you more on that.
0: So one of the things that I found was interesting uh, when I was digging some stuff up, I, I saw that you ran a Kickstarter campaign. We ran a Kickstarter for our album as as well. Um, mm-hmm. But there's just an insane amount of, like, social media sites today. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, I believe that you're oh, I think you're on almost every single one that I I, I saw. So congratulations <laughs> on that. But, you know, okay. how do you think some some of the technology has affected uh, music and musicians? Is it uh, is it harder or is it easier to be a musician in today's digital age?
2: You know, with that, I think it's a little of both. I think. I don't think is I, I always said that I'd like to see how it would have been doing this maybe back in, you know, 25 some years ago when it was just, when you had to depend on radio and, and, uh, like magazines and stuff. I think it would have been a little more cool. I think it was a more of a narrow road back then.
0: Yeah. Cause you had gatekeepers and, back then.
2: Yeah. And I think, uh, even though it's still taken serious now, I think music was taken even more serious back then, but now I think it's, it's more of a wide road and a lot of people, you know, are going their own routes these days. You don't necessarily need a label anymore or this or that. You can be, you can go independent and do it yourself if you want, which I think is cool. But one thing I will say that I like about the, you know, digital age, you know, someone like me that might not be signed i can still get my music over to places like london or you know australia and whatnot thanks to you know mp3s and streaming like spotify or you know different places like that and you know i like like that's what's that's something i like about spotify for artists for example you know we can it'll tell you the top places that your music is being streamed around the country or around the world so i think it's got its um his positives and negatives with it as far as all that goes i mean i know that these days as far as getting paid wise a lot of musicians aren't as happy because with uh, with streaming and stuff has kind of changed it where back in the day they used to you know go buy record sales and stuff and now it's more like you know they used to sell what cds for like 12 15 bucks or whatever and now yeah. you know even if you're a top artist that's like 1 cent per stream on Spotify so i think more more touring and merchandise has to be done unless you're one of the, like major majors out there as far as you know getting paid for what you do but you know i think i think they're working on that part as well i think you know i think that they should definitely keep the respect going for it so it's taken as serious as it should be but you know i think it's got its like ups and downs as far as how the digital age is, has affected it you know i remember when it like first started back in you know when napster started when like lars <laughs> drummer metallica yeah. was flipping up about it <laughs>
0: yeah. you know and
2: then it's just it's just come so far since the
0: I just made a comment about about a uh, uh, uh some Metallica uh it was on a Metallica post uh, about something uh-huh. they uh, something about them playing the uh Super Bowl halftime show and I was like yeah. Oh, yeah I was like I really don't care much to listen to uh uh old boy just yell hey and yeah and then watch Lars pulse pace back and forth and complain about everything complain about <laughs> yeah, how unfair know, right? his life is it's like yeah God, I mean man, he, shut he up pretty already. much got it made." <laughs> Yeah, I mean yeah, I mean I realize like, everybody has their own problems no matter if you're famous or not but come on man just shut the hell up already dude you know yeah, I mean he I took mean, that big old he took the big old stance and all it really did was just make him look like an a-hole plus you know whenever whenever they did a, whenever they did sane anger and they cut off all their hair and you know a bunch of other you know they got a little bit too political for me you know it's not that did, anybody though. can have a it's not that anybody can't have an opinion but at the same time I mean if you're just if you're known if you're known for something uh, I mean just just you know, I I don't want to say stay in your lane because that sounds like I'm just being an asshole but but, you know it's like I agree though because I think it was um like I don't come to I don't come to the rock like if I don't come to your rock show to hear you talk about environmentalism if I want to go to like a you know if I want to go to like a political show I'm going to go see Rage Against the Machine or Backwards or something something that has a political connotation to it you know
2: exactly no I couldn't agree more I think it was um I think it was actually Paul Stanley that was saying something about that kind of just exactly the way you said it too I mean he they were they I think they might have been asking him what he thinks about um it might have been what he thought about something maybe Gene Simmons had said about politics or his (laughs) stand on it and I think he was like you know he's like as a music artist he said I think we should just you know kind of kind of like you said just stand in your lane with the you know music he said if I want to you know if I want to hear about that I'm going to listen to those type of people, but you know, I'm just saying about rock and roll and stuff like that. So he's like, that's where I'm going to be at. So yeah, I, I totally agree. with well, that. if you want to kinda...
0: if you want to make that jump, there's plenty of people. I mean, you got you got Schwarzenegger, you've got uh, Jesse the Body Ventura, you have Kane, um, Gle- Glenn yeah, Jacobs. These guys from... are really checked, swapped out too, especially like Kane. Yeah, for example. Like, yeah. I mean, because well, like that's down now. in that's down in your state, right? He's in uh, he's a mayor of a, a city, a town in Kentucky, isn't he?
2: I, I think so. I think he is close by. Yeah, I know he wants mayorship,
0: but anyways, yeah. I mean, that was one of those things. Like, if you're gonna, if you're gonna be that way, then, 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 uh, if people are gonna take you seriously, then, then, you need to move that direction. Not, you know, between not between songs. Try to give a little um, sound bite about, like I said, what you f- think about environmentalism. I mean, we're we're exactly. there. To li- we're there to hear Inter Sandman, um, ride the lightning. You know.
2: <laughs> yeah, not so much the. Getting all political and everything like that, like you said, unless you're, if you're raging against the machine, that's what people are going to expect, and that's you know that's what you built your foundation on, and you know so be. It. And by the way, I'm I'm looking forward to hearing them come back this year. That's going to be pretty yeah, that'll cool. be cool. So let's yeah. let's
0: let's uh let's move on. Let's get this uh this last song here is or not this last song, but this next song is uh mm-hmm. my life story. Kind of tell us a little bit about that song.
2: Yeah, now, Mom, my life story was something that. I had wanted to do for a while, but I didn't know if I was going to do it for like an album or a song. And then, it, you know, it had been in the back of my mind. But uh, one of my old jobs, uh, one of my buddies named Tyson, he came up to me and he was just like, you know, you should do an a album called The Diary of a Musician or something like that. That's and cool, I thought man. about it and I was like, well, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do that because at the time I was I was thinking about how you know back kind of almost back to what you said about the way it is now i still like doing albums but with the with the digital age you know you can i think songs get looked over more so somewhat with that now where you can like go on You know, iTunes or whatever, Apple music and you can get, you know, track two, six and eight, you know, you don't have to get the whole album. We're even past the E P
0: era. You know, we've moved past the L P and now we're past the E P. Now it's just to the single and that part of that probably has to do with people's attention spans, you know. Nobody values the experience of an album like they used to.
2: Yeah. And I was thinking about that and I was like, you know what? I like that idea. I said, but I think I'm just going to use it for a single. Cause like I said, I was doing albums for a while. I did the first album. I did the second album. And then after that, I was like, there was an opportunity to do a single with someone that they were starting out and starting their company. And, uh, it went well, so I was like, you know, I think I'm just going to do singles for right now. I like it. And what I did with my third album, The Brian C. Project 2, I ended up taking about five or six of those singles, and then I combined them with another, like, four or five new songs, and I kind of just made it an album because at first it was just going to be called The Singles, which I might still do later down the line for this next round coming up. But, but back to what you were saying, I was like, you know, I'm going to take that idea and just put it in a song and I knew that this was going to be something more of a, you know, I'm going to put the guitar down for a minute for this and just get these lyrics out. And I was, uh, I was looking for the right beat. And I heard this one beat and it was it was nice. I was liking it. So I, was, I just started writing one night and I was like, now, how am I going to fit, you know, my life story in like three minutes, 35 seconds? Yeah. But what I did was I just started writing what was coming out, like the, the parts of my life that stood out the most. And it seemed like during the writing process of that at the beginning of 2019 for that song, it was like I was just putting out like a page a night, not really rushing it, but didn't want it to take too long either. And then I had about five pages done and it covered, you know, everything from memories of, uh, you know, early childhood up to, you know, the past recent years, you know, like after my son was born and everything. And once I had the lyrics done, uh, I really, like I said, I really wanted to touch on those important parts of life. I wanted to be honest with people and, you know, maybe let the listeners feel like the track brought them a little closer to me. And that's, that was my goal for that song. And, you know, I I grabbed the guitar. It was going to be like, well, not too much guitar on this one, but just enough to compliment the beat kind of um maybe go along with the chorus lines and everything and um had it together and met up with uh fire entertainment out of lexington kentucky and recorded with this guy alonzo morton and you know we knocked that track out that night in the studio in about two hours and you know got it back a couple weeks later after it was mixed and mastered all the production was done and you know it, it did great i met up with uh someone and took some of the photos from a photo shoot at the time and had a real nice cover put together for it. It would really draw the attention and I like how they, they kind of incorporated a clock into the cover and it really fit because it was, you know, going through the story of life. And uh, we ended up doing a, a nice music video for that it it all took a little bit longer than I intended with the song and the video but if it hadn't have, it, it wouldn't have all come out the way it did so I just say it all happened for a reason and I'm glad it all you know happened the way it did um, I actually did that video with our 859 entertainment and uh y'all can check that out at the dot net or on my youtube but uh yeah that was that's definitely the most personal song that I've ever done and uh I'm glad I did it you know got a lot of good reactions and uh it just it I think it was it was like a growth a stepping stone and you know I, I enjoyed doing that one live and you know I don't mind letting the people in on you know stuff on life and you know I just feel like it, it brought the fans and listeners a little more close. and Oh, for sure. Know, that's, that's what it's all about.
0: Well, great. This is going to be the Bryant C Project My Life Story.
3: Let's cut to the chase and get to 1985. I just got here seeing what life was about. It showed me some things that I could never dream of. It made me tell you some things I couldn't just think of. Let's get to the point point. Tell you some action, mama. Dragging a for your old the cold is really happening. Remembering stories of abuse and going to different shelters, roommates showing her pulled out. In a pulled-out head. And Maggie baggy heaven helped us, mama. Held me in the hall, I pulled the firearm down. Got us kicked out. On how many miles will we walk now? Till we meet some new faces and stand with some different strangers in red. Like specials, nothing for the kid to see this life was dangerous. At a point, I remember wondering if I see my dad again. But it all happened for a reason, and now I will understand. Cause it was my time in life, and I played that. Choice
1: and now I'm here to tell. All I here to say is my love story. Can you can't take it from me, oh no. All I here to say is my love me
0: Can You can't take it from me, oh yeah yeah. Now let's get back to when things weren't always
3: so bad. We had some good family time, so just know that. Seen the same will come back again. I'm getting tracked off. But I make a phone call to end my trouble in. But I was older now, putting two and two together. the now, skipping school, just going through the changes and feeling things that
1: really nobody knew. Getting tired of the lies and the mental abuse. Just let me do me and
3: be my individual self. But I still don't regret the knowledge and life that I was dealt. I was put on the right path. I know I strayed off sometimes, but I'm still here to tell it. And that's a blessing of mine. I'll never forget those close encounters with death. And the chemicals in me. And guns pulled on me, but there was something left. And you better believe, and I'm thankful for it all. Cause everything's a lesson. And some rise and some fall. Son was born, time to plant my- It crossed my mind a couple of times. It ain't the way out. I don't want my family.
0: the sweet sound of my voice? Would you like to hear it reading your advertisement? Guess what? I am for sale. If you'd like to hear me reading your ad, perhaps have me write the copyright for your ad, then go ahead and give me a shout at Victory Voiceovers. We're on Facebook, or you can contact us through our website, victoryvo.com. Or if you just want to email me directly without having to go through with the websites, you can go ahead and email me at noisemakerpod at gmail.com. I can also help a lot in post-production and adding sound effects, music, or anything else that you might need. However, if you just want this lovely voice for your advertising, then I can send you a direct dry copy unedited if that's what you so choose. Like I said, that's Victory VoiceOver, VictoryVO.com or if you want to email me directly, you can just go ahead and punch into your email, noisemakerpod at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. All right, so we're back with Bryant from the Bryant C project and we've got a few more minutes here so we're gonna rock and roll through these next couple questions you're doing all right man
2: oh yeah really good I'm <laughs> uh, glad to be on the interview with
0: y'all cool cool so the one thing that I'm always really interested in is a band's writing process or an individual's writing process so if I was mm-hmm. to sit in on the Bryant C projects writing process what would that look like
2: well it would it might vary um usually it might be like you might see me come up with a guitar riff first, and then I'll add some lyrics to it, and then I've got the the bass structure of the song down, and then I might take that into the studio and uh we'll have the bass and drums or maybe some keyboards put around it, and you know the track will be done now sometimes you know my lyrics might come to you. And then you'll say, okay, now i got to put some music to that. Now, it doesn't happen like that as much. But then also there might be times if I might write and say, okay, this is going to need a beat. So, you know, I might have some lyrics and then have a, a custom beat made around it. Then go to the studio and add the guitar all over that. Or sometimes I might just hear a beat I like and then I feel like it's going to inspire me and I'll start writing lyrics to that. And then, uh, you know, put the guitar to that. But one thing I'm going to add to it that if you were around, you might see I'm going to get a bass here soon and start writing some tracks on bass and then incorporate the guitar around the bass just like, a, you know, vice versa, the bass might go around the guitar and everything in the studio. And also, I, I did uh, my own bass on one of my songs a couple years back, and it's something I'd like to start back doing again. I thought it was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I started playing bass in a band, and um, just kind of learning the okay. way, just learning how different bass is versus guitar is is just really interesting because it's not simply. I mean, the bass could just follow the guitar just in the root notes, but it is pretty. Uh, it is pretty diverse, vastly different. Of it's a vastly different type of instrument from a regular guitar. So.
2: And it is. You're right about that. So I'm looking sa- forward to learning more about that.
0: I I saw it. it you you moved from Lexington, Kentucky to Winchester, Kentucky. Is that correct?
2: Well, I'm um, I was originally from Maryland went to California for a little bit and then came back to Kentucky, but I've always lived here in Winchester, but I okay. just, I'll go to Lexington a lot cause there's a lot going on out there.
0: Well, interesting. Maybe you can shed a little bit more light. I'm, I'm always interested on music scenes across the nation and across the world. So um, oh. you, you were talking about being in a couple of different States. So why don't you kind of tell us a little bit about uh, the music scenes that you've been in and kind of how they're, they, they're different from one another. If some of them are super competitive or if they're really, you know, unified or kind of kind of about your experience in the music scenes that you've been
2: Well, really, you know, Maryland, I kind of, when I left Maryland is when I was really getting into doing my own project more. But from what I remember about the music scene in Maryland, it you know, just kind of your, your average. But when I went to California, you know, it's like every decade was out there and everybody was just doing their own thing. And I thought it was pretty cool because there, there was a lot of bands out there. Everybody was kind of, you know, kind of, kind of working together. And it was a really cool experience out here in Kentucky with Lexington and everything. It's it's pretty cool, but it seems to be it's not so much spread out. It's more of a. um, It's not just bluegrass or it's not just southern rock, but it's kind of mainly on those pages. And it's I think it could come together a lot more out here. It's not a scene that I you know i when i'm i I like to go out and do shows out here, but at the same time I like to focus on you know the outsides and other places as well I'm not just gonna focus on it here because i it like it's like I think people in the scene here sometimes they get comfortable and then they don't really try to branch out any further just hmm. from what I see and I just want to yeah. you know always try to branch out as much as possible
0: interesting very interesting yeah it's always um it's always kind of weird like being in a in an area where there there might be a little bit of an echo chamber, um, and you know sometimes uh, all that needs to happen is somebody needs to come about with a new idea, and then that kind of sparks people to you know what I mean. Yeah. Get out there and create something new or start a new kind of project. So,
2: and that's the way I see it. kind of I think it just needs to open up a little bit more out here in the with the Lexington thing.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. The uh, the next section I have here, I always think that it's important to um, say thanks and, and, and uh, you know, have your platform to be able to kind of uh, throw shout outs or plugs or anything like that. So this next section is kind of aimed towards that, plugs and shout outs. But also, if there is something that you wanted to chat about, we didn't uh, cover it or something you wanted to let some people know, uh, this is kind of your, your space, too. I just kind of leave this as an open ended uh, floor before we close out. So. Um, sure, sure. The floor is yours, cool. man. Have at it.
2: Well, thanks, man. Well, um, you know, I just want to say too, you know, I appreciate the listeners out there and for 2020, um, be on the lookout for a lot of, uh, a lot more music from the Bryant C project and, you know, music videos and shows and working on booking more festivals and, uh, maybe even something really, really good in the works, but, uh, can't say just yet, but, you know, just look out for a lot and you can keep up with all that at the Bryant but as far as shout-outs, you know, I really want to, you know, send some shout-outs to some of the people that have uh, helped me make some of these things happen lately. Uh, like uh, working with Jet Lane Productions, again, out of Richmond, Kentucky, and Freddie Hanshew. Um Working on a new track that should be out soon with them. And um, I want to give a shout-out to 859 Entertainment. Uh, King P uh, for his help with the recent photo shoots, that, you know, made their way to the recent single covers and the, you know, music videos recently for My Life Story. Uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, Ivan Deleon, who really funded everything for Sugar Baby for uh, a song I put together that's, that's my song, but will be used for like a a soundtrack for a show that he's wanting to do and you know i also want to give some shout outs to past people that have helped out uh previous bass player wayne howard john tapper walker the previous drummer uh spectrum entertainment uh who i worked with in the past and you know mainly and most important all the fans and listeners as well you know definitely uh shout out to everyone and maybe if you made, made some new fans today you know thank you too for you know tuning in and uh, definitely a shout out to yourself for you know having me on your podcast oh, thank you. i think you it's um uh, oh you're welcome i think it's great how you know podcasts are really taking off lately I'm a big fan of them and you know love being a part of them.
0: yeah uh, the last band i just released they <laughs> i don't know if they were if they were making the comment as a joke or if they were hundred percent serious but uh, they said something uh-huh. like uh there's a new fad out called podcasts and we got to be on one and I was like <laughs> it's not what? it's not new <laughs> yeah, but, it's not new <laughs> so but they're kind of uh, even, even right about. on their website they talk about being some oddballs so I'm I'm thinking uh-huh. that it was in some sort of a dry joke, but uh, I, yeah, I, I read that and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, I guess this is a new. Uh-huh. <laughs> I guess this is a new fad." No,
2: <laughs> that's pretty funny. Though. Yeah,
0: I, I, like I said, I'm hoping I'm hoping I'm not laughing at them if they're being serious. I hope it was a joke cause it because if it was uh-huh. a joke, it was really funny, and if it wasn't, then. Now I feel bad, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, the last song here is uh, called "Sugar Baby." You want to kind of tell us about that?
2: Yeah, yeah. That um, that's one of those where you know I, the the lyrics came first because they it, it was unexpected. I didn't even expect to be doing it, and you know, someone had heard uh, my life story and they contacted me and they were like, "Hey, I got this show I want to do soon." And they were like, it's going to be about Sugar Babies. I want to do a theme song. They were like, you can get a new song out of it yourself. He's like, it'll be your song. I'll just get to use it for, he'll get to use it for the show. And I was like, yeah, man, that'd be cool. So they sent me a, you know, um, it was really a girl country group. The idea of a, the vibe that he was thinking. And I had these lyrics come out and, you know, I um, I was looking for beats, but wasn't hearing anything that would be right. But I kind of had a little guitar pattern. So I met up with someone, uh, another person. I want to give a shout out to Jay Mack. Shout out to Jay Mack on the beat for "Sugar Baby," but I uh, went over there and started telling him the the melody I had going. He came up with this beat, and I, you know, I fit the lyrics around it, and you know, took it home and added the guitar and put the solo together with it, and uh, kind of just wrote about, you know, the maybe the day in the life of a, a girl that is a sugar baby and how they might think, and we're actually, you know, working on about to do a music video for that soon so you know be on the lookout for that and uh that's pretty much what that one's about uh had a, had a good time uh kind of doing the solo for that though it's got a real cool guitar solo and that kind of really mixed the hip-hop and rock vibe uh, with that track especially towards the end and uh yeah that's that's what that one's all about
0: for sure well uh this is going to be sugar baby by the bryant c project
3: Better watch out for that girl now She's on a mission that she's on the prowl, Doing what she gotta do to get herself out of a sure good and high Here's what sugar baby's all about Better watch out for that girl now She's on a mission that she's on the prowl, Doing what she gotta do to get herself out of the sure and high Here's what sugar baby's all about She wants your money she wants your land my swipe credit card don't care if rings on your hand she'll give you what you want if you give her what she needs you just can't resist when she says baby please better watch out for that girl now she's on a mission that she's on the prime doing what she gotta do to get herself out i short sure high here's what sugar baby's all about better watch out for that girl now she's on the mission that she's on the prime i'm doing what out of shorts, sure good and high, here's what sugar baby's all about You might call her a devil in a little red dress Got you thinking, oh my, while she's screaming, oh yes, yeah, She got looks to kill, and she's ready to thrill You be a sugar daddy, and she keep it all
1: real Better watch out for that girl now She's on a mission, and she's on the pride Doing what she gotta do Get herself out, I'm sure it's good
3: and high Here's what sugar baby's all about Better watch out for that girl now She's on the mission and she's on the pride Doing what she gotta do to get herself out I'm sure it's good and high Here's what sugar baby's all about She's on the Doing what she got to do get herself out of shorts, high. sugar baby. All about. Better watch out for that girl now. She's, on she's on the mission that she's on the
0: All right everyone thanks for tuning in Once again I'd like to thank everyone for listening Please like, share, and subscribe to the show. And if you get an opportunity, please stop over at uh, iTunes and give us a five-star review. At iTunes is really where it makes a big difference. That's They have the algorithm set up to help other people find this show. All right, so the first review that we have here is a five-star review. It says, Excited, and uh, is the title of it, uh, by a user named Sand. And uh, it says, looking forward to hearing more. So short and sweet, but uh, thank you, Alaska Sand, for the five-star review and for leaving a comment. So if you want to hear your uh, five-star review read or your one-star review, I'll read it if it's a one-star. I don't care. But no, if you want to um, hear your review read uh, on the show, then go ahead and stop by um, the iTunes store and uh, leave a review. Um, Hopefully, it's a five-star review. But uh, leave the review and uh, you'll have it uh, here read on the show. It also helps the bands because the more people that find the show uh, are, you know, there's more people that discover the band. So if you're coming for the band, um, if you're coming for Bryant C, or if you came for another band and you've happened to come across this podcast in in the feed now, uh, you know, please, please, please make sure that you stop on over and leave a review because it really helps other people find this show. And therefore, it helps other people find the band. Also, if you're interested in supporting the show, we have a couple of different ways that uh, you can do that. One, you can stop over at our Patreon page and you can subscribe for uh, a monthly uh, subscription or pay a dollar a show. That's what we typically ask. Kind of helps uh, uh, keep the lights on and, uh, and pay for all the small things that, that it costs to do a podcast. Um, if you want to indirectly... Um, support the show, then just click on um, either my Amazon affiliate link or my eBay affiliate link, and basically uh, that just kicks me back some money. It doesn't cost you anything, but we all shop at those places. So please, please, please uh, stop over there. Click those links before you, uh, you go shopping next time. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pod. If you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at noisemakerpod at gmail.com. And until next time, don't stop following your dreams.